might have noted that you couldn't uh, really be anywhere really practically in the world and noted that this week was quite a week um, as we had some things going on here in America with uh, the bombing there in uh, Boston and uh, our president and uh, a congressman got some ricin sent to them and and uh, this big explosion in Texas and you you look at all of these things and uh, you you uh, the reality of it is is in spite of what some conspiracy minded people might think and try to connect the dots there those things are not connected it just happened to be a week in which there were three pretty ridiculous things that happened here in the United States uh, they're unconnected, and yet, in a different kind of way, they are connected. They're connected in this sense that they really become a sign of the times, that we are living in times that are dangerous. And as, as hard as people try to, to put things together in a way that, that uh, brings peace in this world, peace will never, ever, ever be achieved apart from God. It just can't happen. Sin will always clash with righteousness. The sinful nature will always do damage against people. It's just the nature of the beast. And so until this world uh, experiences in totality the love, the healing, the forgiveness, the restoration power of our Savior, then there will be no peace. It's just a sign of the times. But it's also one of the reasons why we are talking about the big four. The, the big four are the values of the intersection Open Bible Church. You can put into these four things all that really means something to us. The, you could unpackage each one and there's a treasure within each one of them. And the four values of our church are simply this. God matters. People matter. Faith matters and attitude matters. Today we're going to be talking about faith matters and next week we'll talk about attitude matters. Now why is it important that we talk about our values and that we understand what our values are? Because our values are, are the motivation, the why behind what we do. Why do you do what you do? Because God matters. Because people matter. Because faith matters, and because attitude matters. And so we, we want to nail those things down because they help us also stay on track with God. If suddenly people don't matter, then things like Boston happen. Uh, if, if people don't matter, if God doesn't matter, then there are a lot of things related to him and how you live your life that doesn't matter. Faith doesn't matter. If attitude doesn't matter. There's a lot of ways you would approach life differently if those things are not true. So we're talking about the four, the big four, which are the four values of this church, of the intersection, open Bible church. These are the things we value. God matters, people matter, faith matters, and attitude matters. Now I want to read to you Romans chapter 6, verse 17. And it says this, But God be thanked that through you were slaves of sin. But God be thanked that though you, excuse me, that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. 
God be thanked that even though you were slaves to sin, you obeyed from the heart the doctrine, the things that you were taught, the, the, the faith that you embraced so that you were delivered from the sin that you were once held trapped by. Faith matters. What you decide, what you decide to believe, absolutely matters. Someone once said that if, 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 you, don't, if you don't know what you believe, you will believe anything. You'll believe anything. Let me give you a couple examples. Polls, uh, polls have shown that as many as 20% of Americans do not believe that America ever landed on the moon. Yeah, that's what I said. 20, one in five, 20% of Americans do not believe that we ever landed on the moon, that in fact, what it was was a, was a hoax perpetrated by NASA, a staged event, in order that we could try to convince the world that we beat the Russians to the moon. Let me clear this up for you. We landed on the moon. So let's let's uh, you could, if you had a strong enough camera you could, or, or telescope you could see the flag on the moon. We landed on the moon. Twenty percent of Americans don't believe that. Now this may, this one may surprise you. This this one absolutely shocks me. This one this one really surprises me. One third one third of all Americans believe that the sun rotates around the earth. One-third of Americans believe that the sun rotates around the earth. I would suggest that our teachers have a lot on their hands. Our teachers got some work to do. Right, Ron? I mean, they, they <laughs> we, got, we got work to be done, you know? A third of all Americans believe that the sun rotates around the earth. Let me clear this up for you. It doesn't. The earth rotates around the sun. Now here's one that I think is a little bit less surprising. 75% of Americans, 75% of them believe that the world revolves around them. Okay, so I made that one up. I don't know. It's a, it's not, I don't know. But it surely, surely sounds reasonable to me. If you don't know what you believe, you will believe anything. Faith matters. Why, why does faith matter? Well, it's your beliefs that fuel your activity. What determines what you're going to do? What, what was it that determined you were going to get up early on a Sunday morning and come to church? Because of a value you hold. Because of your belief, your faith in God. So your faith fuels the activity of your, of your life, what you're going to do. So, so if, 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 you're, if you believe that the Holocaust never happened like the president of Iran believes, if you believe that then your activity would probably allow you to say some things that are very hurtful to those who lost families in the Holocaust. And you just just saying things because you don't believe it ever happened. 
And you would probably choose some, even maybe some political decisions based upon the fact that you just don't buy into that. You don't believe it. So your, your faith, what you believe, ends up fueling your activity. If you believe that you could win the lotto, how many would go buy a ticket if you believed you could win the lotto? Come on, you would do it. You can't. I would do it if I thought I was going to. I'd tithe on it. Calm down. I would tithe on it. But why would, if you thought you were going to win millions of dollars, why wouldn't you? Our, our, our belief ends up fueling our activity. If you believe that, that a particular way of thinking, whether it's a religious way of thinking or a political way of thinking, may in fact absolutely do harm, serious harm to people that you care about, you might actually begin to take some action, and some of it may in fact be violent, in order to prevent that way of thinking from doing damage to people that you love. See, that's exactly what happened. The terrorist activity that took place in Boston is fueled by belief. Somebody believed something, they, they were deceived into believing something, and the consequence is it fuels a horrific, horrific activity. What you believe matters. Faith matters. Now, there are two sources of, of, uh, of belief or faith, two sources of, of faith. One is internal and one is external. Some things are generated from inside your soul and spirit. Some things are generated outside. The Holy Spirit often works internally and speaks to us deep down, and you just know that you know that you know because the Holy Spirit has revealed it to you internally. There's an internal uh, source, and there is an external source of, of gaining uh, faith or belief. The internal source is generated by three things. Emotion, intuition, and sensory. Our emotions oftentimes can drive what we come to believe. Intuition can generate, can drive what we believe. Our senses, I just, I just sense it. I just sense something's not right. I just sense something's going on. In our minds, we would say, we, we sense it. It may well be the prompting of the Holy Spirit. We just sense something going on. Those are internally generated uh, ways in which we come to believe things. Those, those things that are generated internally we often would call them then, we would, we would say they're assumptions that we make. We make certain assumptions based upon how I, how I the emotions. There are, there, are, there are assumptions we make based upon just intuition. There are assumptions that we make based upon how I just, I just sense something. I just sense something's going on. And uh, sometimes our assumptions are right and sometimes they're wrong. They, they can be well. In fact, that's why the Bible says that a prophet who's prophesying something, the Bible says that it should be judged by other prophets. And in the Old Testament, it says one of the ways in which you judge prophecy is to, is to wait and see if it gets fulfilled. 
And if it gets fulfilled, then it was correct. If it doesn't get fulfilled, then it's not correct. And frankly, I will tell you this, I, as, I absolutely see it and I believe it. I actually, when I hear some of these people prophesy things, I see, you see it in the internet or you, you hear it on the news or you watch a Christian television program and somebody prophesies, I write it down and pay attention because I want to be able to test it. And frankly, I've had a lot of people say things that never happened. I had one very well-known prophet uh, that was very well-known to American uh, Pentecostals who prophesied like about three years ago that an atom bomb was going to go off in, in, I believe it was Phoenix area. Never went off. And nobody ever called him to account for it. But we still follow it and we listen and we chew on it and we eat it because we want to believe the prophets. And we do, we should, because the Holy Spirit speaks through that. But there's assumptions. Some of them are right and some of them are wrong. And the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul, says that we need to judge things, lest we end up going down roads that, that are problematic. See, our, our emotions can lie to us. Anybody ever have your emotions lie to you? Mm-hmm. Our intuition can be filtered by experiences that we have had good and bad our sensory can be fooled and so so we have to be careful a little bit about how we manage what we believe that has that has just simply been come from internal sources the external sources are these authority logic and science authority logic and science when you think about internal and external, external sources, although they can be argued, they have a greater ability to be proven, be proven because they can be tested before you act upon them. The difference between internal and external is internal ones can't be tested until after there is a, a time frame of, of in which fulfillment happens uh, or not happens. External ones can actually be tested before you act upon them every book that claims to to be the authority on on world religion on any world religion can come under the scrutiny of inquiry any book doesn't matter if it's the bible the quran uh hari krishna's books whatever it is any book that claims to be an authority on a particular brand of religion can come under the scrutiny of inquiry in advance. It's the authority, and it can be questioned. And history will either validate the conclusions of the beliefs espoused in that authoritative book, or it will uh, prove that, that that book was not right, didn't happen. You can take things like archaeological evidence. You can take facts of history as evidence. You can take two plus two equals four kinds of evidence. Things either are going to add up in advance and then you act upon it or they don't and you shouldn't act upon it. You see, the reason I'm telling you this is because every book of authority related to any religion in the world has already been proven to have all kinds of holes in it except for one book, and that is the Bible. The Bible still stands tested as the one book that provably has come to pass what it says will come to pass. 
The Bible has been studied, examined, tested, questioned more than any other book in the history of this planet, and it still stands in truth. I give you an example. It won't be on the screen, but but I, I uh, it was in. I remember uh, I don't know it was several years ago that science that can be tested. Science finally discovered and proved that lightning, when lightning bolts strike, that there is already a prescribed path that the lightning will go on. That it doesn't just kind of, it just kind of goes, who knows why. It goes where it goes based upon certain things that are happening in the atmosphere that creates the pathway by which lightning goes where it goes. Science proved that just a few years ago. Interestingly enough, God's word says this in Job 28, 26. It says, he made a path for the, for the thunderbolt. Long before science ever discovered it, the Word of God said that lightning has a prescribed path, but that that path was established and built by the workings of God. There is, there is certainly, over and over again, the Bible gets tested, it gets questioned, but it has proven itself to stand alone as the authority, provably, on anything related to life. What you believe should absolutely be determined by the Word of God. Faith matters. Now again, why does it matter? Insight number one. Here it is. Trust establishes faith and determines activity. Trust establishes faith and determines activity. Whatever you trust to be true, you will put your faith in it and act which hopefully helps you to understand faith a little bit too. Faith is not just kind of this nebulous kind of thing out there. Faith is, is putting your trust in something and acting before anything really starts occurring. It's, it's important that we know what we believe. Trust builds faith, creates activity. Give you an example. If you go to Silverwood, you see all those rides up there. What's the name of one of those rides? The Tremor. Okay. Sounds like a great ride. Yeah. The Tremor. So, if I go to Silverwood and I see the Tremor and I say, I'm going to ride that bad boy, why would I get on that thing? The, the, why, am, am I interested in shortening my life? Do I enjoy pain and suffering as my life is extinguished? No. I have had to come to, to this, this trust that the engineers who designed it and the people who maintain it actually don't want me to die. I have to trust that. And, and my hope is, is the reason I trust that those guys don't want me to die if I get on Tremor is because they actually care about my life. Now, let's say they don't really care about me at all. I still trust that the mighty dollar means something to those guys. And they know good and well that if <coughs> you and I get on tremors and one of us dies, that place is shutting down. 
and they're in serious financial trouble and people are losing their jobs and they, they, can't, they can't risk that. So I trust that whatever the motivation is, I trust that the engineers and the maintainers of Tremors is taking care of it so that my life is safe if I get on that thing. And so because of that, I put my faith in that and I go ahead and I get on it and I ride the thing. So trust has created faith on which I actively do something. Faith is important because trust establishes faith and determines activity. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5 and 6 says, Every word of God is pure. Every word. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. See, this is, this is the scary thing with a lot of the things that go on. And, and, uh, I, and some people probably wonder, but I am fully Pentecostal. I think I could actually say, at least for most everybody, like Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. I pray in tongues uh, all the time I pray in tongues. And I believe that word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and gifts of spirit actually go on far more than people actually realize. Because some of it, I think, happens so quickly and so naturally. Nobody's eyeballs rolled back in their head. You didn't go into a fit of, okay, I'm now in the Holy Spirit, and, 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 and suddenly you're giving out. I think sometimes the Spirit of God comes upon a man or woman, and you speak wisdom, and you speak knowledge of God, understandings of the Lord, that you would not have been able to accept that the Holy Spirit came upon you to do it. That could be in the church, it could be outside the church. But so often the times we are so, we're so attracted to what we believe to be supernatural that we will believe anything. And we have to be careful about that. We have to be careful about that. Because the Bible says, don't add to his words. Don't say God said something. I, I seldom say, God told me. I seldom say that because I take this seriously. Do not add to his words. If he didn't say it, you are going to get rebuked by him. You know, I, I take seriously his word. And so therefore, I think we should be careful about it. I trust his word. I believe his word. And so therefore, since I trust and believe his word, it fuels my activity. What I believe is important. Faith matters. And it is his word, the Bible, that helps to define what I believe. And it ought to be the same with you. Faith is the result of what you have come to trust in from the word of God. And how does that trust grow? Romans chapter 10, verse 16 and 17. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. So some people haven't obeyed the Bible. They have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Why have some people not obeyed? Because they didn't trust the word of God. They didn't trust the Bible. They don't believe what it says. 
And, and since faith matters, what you believe fuels your activity, if you haven't put your trust in the word of God, then you have no faith in it. Therefore, you disobey, you don't obey it. See, it's important that you and I put ourselves in a place in which we're hearing the Word of God and the outcomes of the Word of God. I think one of the things that we, we do absolutely fail to do enough of is to hear the testimony of the fulfillment of God's Word in people's lives. Because when you hear that it actually happened... That, that we prayed for someone and they were healed and you heard about it, it, it builds our faith. We trust what God said. When you hear, what, what Easter Sunday, when we have Lee Lewis stand up here and say, I once was really in bad spot in Las Vegas and I gave my life to Jesus and you see the man of God he is becoming, you know that God can take someone who was lost in sin and can change their life because they've come to trust in the word of God and live it out and now their life is going much better and much healthier. The word of God counts. It matters. Faith does matter. Absolutely matters. Why does faith matter? Insight number two. What you believe affects your eternity. Absolutely affects your eternity. John chapter 11, verse 25 and 26. Jesus speaking to Martha when Lazarus had passed away. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Martha, do you believe this? People in the world, do you believe this? Do, do you trust what God said is true? That you could die and yet still live? What you believe affects your eternity. Yesterday we had the memorial service for Mary Russell. And uh, we will miss Mary. And uh, Mary, right now, though her body died, as the Bible says it would, her soul and her spirit soared into eternity. Heaven has a place for her. She is right now alive in heaven. For some people, that's hard to believe. You might not be able to really wrap your brain around it, but it is absolutely the way it is. She exists in heaven today. Why? Because I trust what Jesus said. I believe it. And if you trust what he said, you, you, you develop faith from that, and that fuels your actions. Why did I say yes to Jesus? Because I believe, I trust what Jesus said. And I want to experience what Mary has already experienced. What you believe affects your eternity. In Washington, D.C., recently there was a, uh, the, the Supreme Court was doing a, a uh, big thing on, on gay uh, marriage, whether or not uh, certain things should be approved. And out, outside of that, there was a lot of protests going on. And there was a guy standing out front of that, and I think we have his picture hopefully. And uh, here he is. He's standing out in front, and uh, notice what he says. I bet hell is fabulous. Uh, now, how, how did this young man 
stand how did he get to the place that he can stand there like that looking like that and say i bet hell is fabulous how does he how does he get to that in his life it begins by not trusting the word of god as being truth therefore your faith rejects that as a standard of truth and now it fuels your activity and there's his activity and the sad reality of it is is his beliefs have convinced him in a behavior that mocks the reality of hell there there is nothing fabulous about hell nothing fabulous about it my hope is is that this young man will discover the love of god in the salvation of jesus and not and not the horrors of hell because there's nothing fabulous about it faith matters it absolutely matters mark chapter 16 verse 16 says he who believes and is baptized will be saved but he who does not believe will be condemned see it, it your faith matters we've got to believe we've got to believe god got to believe that he is who he is and we got to trust him we can't manufacture him we can't make him to be who we want to be one of the problems with christianity around the world and certainly increasingly so in america is that many american churches are reshaping god into something that allows them to live the way they want to live rather than the way god says we had a, a man who was running for president among the republicans seemed to be a good man he seemed like he had a lot of good values suddenly we discover that one of his kids uh, is gay and suddenly now he's suggesting that gayness is okay and that gay marriage is okay when in reality if you if you stick with the word of god it's not about whether or not i love them i love them I seriously care. That young man we saw on the, on the screen there, I have no bitterness towards him. I don't hate him. I actually feel sorry for him. I want him to know the love of God. If I saw him, I'd give that kid a hug. I love that kid. I don't, I, it's, it's not offensive to me that he is that way. What offends me is the spirit of this world behind him that drives him to deception, that will destroy his soul for eternity. You see, and we're afraid to say that. We're afraid to say it in the culture that we live in today. And the reality of it is, is that if you say that publicly, and it gets recorded, sooner or later, someone's going to play your recording, and they're going to accuse you of things that aren't true about you. See, reality is we love, we care, but faith matters. What we believe matters, lest eternity doesn't go the way that we certainly would want it to go. Heaven is important. Faith matters. Insight number three. It guards against childish vulnerability. <clears throat> it guards against childish vulnerability. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14 and 15. We should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Don't just believe anything and everything. It's got to be what the Word of God says. By the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. See, faith matters because what you believe will either be truth or it will be fiction. It'll be truth or it'll be deception. And, and truth 
leads you towards God. Deception leads you away from God. And the spirit of this world, the Bible says in Revelation, that Satan knows his time is short. And so he's doing everything he can to deceive people. You look at the, the things going on in the world, I don't know when Jesus is coming back, but I'll tell you that certainly the signs of the times are it's not safe. That there are some places that are pretty risky out there. And it's not even safe for how people believe anymore. Because if you say what I'm telling you this morning, somebody's going to be quite upset and someone's going to be very highly critical. It's not about not loving people. It really is not about love. We love them. Again, if you saw somebody playing out in the, you saw a four-year-old out in the middle of the freeway playing as you drove by at 65 miles an hour, would you not want to stop and quickly get that child out of there because you know that child's life's in danger? Would you not care enough to stop and do something about it? That's what preaching does. Preaching says, hey, you're on a pathway to destruction. I care about you. I love, and I will risk people saying things that aren't fun to hear to tell the truth because truth leads to God. Deception leads away from God. It matters. Children are gullible. They'll believe anything they're told. And the truth of the word of God brings us back to reality. It brings us back to reality. We are vulnerable to believe anything we read on the internet if we, if we don't stay in the word of God. Since faith matters, what should I do in closing? Observation. Discipline myself to learn. Discipline myself to learn. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 5 says, A wise man will hear and increase learning. A wise, a, a person who's, who's employing wisdom will hear and increase learning. See, hearing increases faith and, and builds trust. So the more I hear and learn the word of God, then faith grows in me and my activities become aligned to what God's word says. And now I live a life that gives me great hope for now and for eternity. That's why joining a converged group is really important and why we encourage that. Uh, joining one, I know it takes time and you might not know anybody and you might this, you might that. You know, I encourage you to talk to Pastor Isaac and, and get signed up for a converged group because it's one of the places that we can grow together. We can learn together. We interact on the Word of God together. It's why coming Sunday mornings are important because we hear the Word of God. It builds faith because we trust what God's saying. And, and therefore, we can live in a way that pleases God rather than just ourselves. It's why we encourage reading the Word of God and journaling and getting a journal out there from Margie and uh, using that journal because when you read it and you journal, it tends to have an effect on how you think. You accumulate knowledge and over the course of the time that accumulation helps you to trust the word of God builds faith so your living is in alignment with who God is first Timothy 4 verse 6 if you instruct the brethren in these things you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed that good doctrine nourished in it that you've carefully followed first Timothy chapter 4 verse 13 verse 15 and 16 till I come give attention to reading to ex exhortation to doctrine give attention to these things meditate on these things give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all take heed to yourself and to the doctrine 
continue in them. For in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. You will actually begin to say things that will make a difference in someone else's life. See, faith really matters. Keep on reading. Keep on studying the Bible. It's the authoritative standard of how we live our lives. Faith is believing in what God said and then actually doing something about it. Why do I come on Sunday mornings? Well, because you're the pastor, you get paid to come. You know? No. I... I when I'm on vacation, if I go somewhere, I go to church and no one's paying me to go to church. I, I go to church because I believe, because faith matters to me. And everywhere and every chance I get, I want to build that faith. You know, why do I read my Bible and journal? Because faith matters. Why do I worship God? Because faith matters. Why do I pray to him? Because faith matters. Why do I tell others about Jesus? Because faith matters. God matters, people matter, and faith matters. It's absolutely one of the things that fuel our activity. If you bow your heads with me for a moment, the question really then is, what steps will you take this week to increase your own faith? What, what will you do? Well, maybe, maybe what you do is you is you go ahead and get yourself back to reading and journaling again. You used to do it, but you, you kind of quit doing it. You just got busy, or maybe you, didn't, you couldn't get anything out of it. It was too hard. Get one of the children versions. It really shouldn't be a point of shame because it's not about whether you're using a child's version or, an, or one of the more complicated, more reading versions. It doesn't matter. Margie can show you how all that works. You know, uh, go back to it. Do something with it because it's to your, your value. It helps you to fuel what you do and why you do it. Faith matters. What steps will you take this week to begin to make sure that that value is a part of your life? It's part of your life. If you're here today and you haven't said yes to Jesus, faith matters. If you're here today and you've drifted from him, faith matters. If you're here this morning and you would just want to say, you know what, uh, boy, there's some things that have happened that make me really wonder, and, and I can honestly say my faith has just drifted a little bit, or I've just gotten busy and it's just not been as important as it should be. I'm not asking you to commit to being in church every single time the door is open. That's not what I'm committed asking. I'm asking you to allow the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to direct what you do every day. And, and... If you need to make a renewed commitment, say, Jesus, I want to live in such a way that faith matters, just lift your hand, and we're going to pray that God will help us this week. Amen. 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 Father, we thank you. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. You matter to me. People matter to me. I hurt for those people nearly 200 people hurt in Boston and four dead because of the, of the misguided, deceptive beliefs that have come into a couple of young men. Lord, those young men, one already having lost his life, another one still has breath, has an opportunity to hear the truth that could set him free. Lord Jesus, we care about people. People matter. 
and faith matters. We know that, Lord, what we believe will fuel what we do. So, Lord, I pray you'd help us to, to make your word, the Bible, important, that we learn it. We, we don't just let somebody learn it for us, but we go ahead and open it up and read it for ourselves and learn it for ourselves so that, Lord, it will fuel our activities, that our lives will really be a testimony of the Lord we love and serve. So, Lord, this week, would you help us to live in such a way that faith matters? We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah for Jesus. Up in my office, if anybody uh, chooses and you'd like to, come on up and join me. I'm going to be up there in about five minutes. Isaac is probably already up there getting himself ready to meet anybody who comes up, comes up there. So uh, I, if you don't know where my office is at, ask anybody. Uh, somebody's got to know where it's at. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, find your way there. Would you stand? I love all of you. I'm so grateful for all of you. Thank you for serving Jesus with me. And uh, give someone near you there a good squeeze. God bless you. See you soon. Have a great week of living for Jesus. That's exactly right.